In last week's podcast, I said that I would talk this week about creating safety within a relationship. And I'm going to do that, but I'm going to do it in a different way. Welcome to the Mindfuckery podcast, which is featured in Feedspot's top 10 of emotional abuse podcasts. I'm your host, Elizabeth, and in here, we explore areas others fear to tread. I'm the founder of The Divorce Sanctuary and creator of Wound Talking and The Original Wound. I'm also author of Finding Lily, The A to Z of Emotional Abuse and Divorce Matters. I've been a woundologist for over 20 years, working with past life wounds, clearing ancestral trauma and working with this life wounding. And it's through my own personal journey I know how much this hurts and how confusing life becomes. So many questions, no real answers. And I'm on a mission to help and educate as many people as I can on the effects of trauma on our lives and our children's lives and helping them heal the wounds of our mothers and our fathers. It stops here, it stops now, and it stops with us. So welcome along for the journey of a lifetime. And you are very, very welcome. I've got a nice piping hot cup of tea and I am so excited for this episode because I want to share with you some information on listening in and using your body to create that safety. We all vibrate and it's all around us. Even the planet vibrates. And I'm going to share some information on that as well. But I use this analogy. I love analogies. I also love definitions as well. I don't know whether you've ever walked into a room and you're in a really, really good mood and you can feel the energy change when you walk in there. Or it could be the other way around. You walk in and you're feeling so low and you walk into a room and it's got this high vibe. It's got this energy and you can't help but be affected by it, infected by it. It changes everything within you and you walk out feeling great. In reverse, you can walk into that room and everyone's drained that energy out of you. And we talk about, or I certainly talk about energy vampires, particularly with emotional abusers. They are the dementors. They swirl around and they wait until that moment and they suck the life out of you. The abuse started the moment the relationship started. It might sound an oxymoron because you were being treated so well. You were living a different life. You were being seen and heard because these relationships give you something. And it's my belief, really strong belief, that the empath, and if you've done your research and you're working through trying to understand and understand or understand and understand what's going on, the empath is born from an unsafe environment. The empath learnt how the energy changed. The empath might have walked into the room as a young child or as a teenager, double back and walk back out because they instantly felt that it was they were in an unsafe environment. And it's this insight that I want to talk about because you might have been told, like I was, that your intuition was wrong. When you felt the relationship shift, you were told that there was nothing 
in that that you were too sensitive that it that you didn't or shouldn't listen to your intuition you got it all wrong and this vibration is in all of us and this is what's going to keep us safe and this actually wasn't where I was going with this this week I was going to go down the route of you know looking at different ways of looking out for red flags but you can go and find that stuff yourself You've probably listened to loads of things on it. In case you haven't, at the end, I'm going to put some ideas, practical ideas. But I want to use this podcast today to get you to think about how you can use your body as a way of working out whether you're in a safe environment or not safe environment and while you're doing that and while you're learning to trust you're building up your self-esteem you're listening to yourself you're making decisions and it might be that you might have to check in a few times with various different people but as you build these muscles you will start to take more power and control back of your life and for me that's everything all I've wanted to do is to help people claim back their power. I didn't know it was going to be under this umbrella of emotional abuse. I just knew that that's what I wanted to do, to show people how to do that. And there have been so many times where I've been knocked down and I've got back up again and I've had no money and I've had to rebuild all my resources I start to see patterns of how long it takes me and I did have a laugh to myself the other day and I was thinking about this and actually thinking I wonder whether in the podcast I could show you and I will talk about how you can do this um, show you this intuition show you this vibration this energy and I suddenly remembered that prior to meeting my ex-husband I had had this thought and I hadn't didn't suddenly it's been hovering around in the back of my brain and it's come forward again and it was this thought process or this acknowledgement that I had realized I was probably doing my spiritual life coaching um, and I did theta healing at the same time I did soul plan reading at the same time and some other therapies and I remember thinking how it come these people that I meet these men that I meet they all think that I'm absolutely amazing until they get me into the relationship and at that moment they want to change me so my question at the time and I'm going back I can't remember how many years ago this must have been about 13 14 years ago so I remember wondering what that was all about but once we're in a relationship and we're into this commitment side of this relationship they try to change me and then maybe a couple of years later I met my ex-husband and I thought he was completely different he treated me really well for a lot longer and or so it appears it starts with the love bombing that's where it starts that's part of the abuse. That's why it starts from the moment you meet them. They see something energetically in you that they like, they want, they need. So they change their vibration to match yours and then they bring your vibration down to match theirs. Wow, that's quite deep. They plug into you and take everything. And I'm talking energy now. I don't know whether anybody has heard of the Schumann resonance. It's a frequency. It's actually the heartbeat of Earth. 
and it's 7.83 hertz. So our planet has a heartbeat. Our planet has an energy. I've known about the Schumann resonance for a long time and followed the patterns. And then I heard this story. I can't remember where I heard it. It might have been TikTok, could equally have been somewhere else, like Instagram. It was one of those things where your mind goes off or you find something. And you go, oh, that's interesting. Oh, that's interesting. Schumann Residence was discovered by a gentleman called Winfried, I'm going to say it is Otto Schumann. And it was in 1952. Apparently he was teaching. So I said, I'm not 100% sure on the story. This is the version that I've held in my head. So he was teaching at a university. He was a German physicist and he was an electrical engineer. And the version that I heard was that he set a task to his students and he said, what is there a vibration within the earth or something along those lines? And he didn't know. So uh, at the same time that they were trying to work out whether that was happening or what what the physics around it was, he was also studying it and trying to find out as well. The earth vibrates or has a frequency of 7.83 hertz. Now, I also read somewhere that it's actually ranged from 7.83 through to 33.8 and it's created or the frequencies are created from thunderstorms and lightning and things like that. So when I talk about going out and grounding and grounding into the earth, that's what we're doing. We're trying to get back to our natural rate or the earth's heartbeat. Maybe it could be like a resting rate. You could think about it. So if the earth does that, so do you. Something else I used to teach when I was doing Reiki, I have spoken about this in other videos or podcasts. And that was, we used to play a game of very similar to what's the time Mr Wolf and this is all about protecting our energy and feeling people walk into or around us because that's what happens we're interacting with people whether we're in the supermarket whether we're on the underground or on a bus or whether we're in an office people are moving in and out of our energy space and sometimes they dump stuff in our space their own crap gets left in there. So this is why it's so important to hold that vibration and hold it high. Now, coming out of an emotionally abusive relationship, where do you think your energy is going to be? It's going to be quite dark and dense and your thought patterns are going to be repetitive and they're going, you're going to get stuck or very possibly, I'm not going to say that's what's happened. This is my experience. I got stuck. So when you're in that place, it's great for someone to turn around and say, just get yourself out of it. They're not there. They're not there living in your head. They haven't experienced what you've experienced. But there are things that you can do to get out and to create a safe environment. So last week I spoke about physically creating a space and physically doing things like, you know, going into the toilet, going into the bathroom, using a shower as a way of washing off some of the energy and connections that you might have made. I spoke about creating maybe an area within the home. And why we do that and why it's so important is your body is being given cues. Your body is being given information and they're non-verbal cues. 
obviously, because you're not going to go, I'm walking to that corner now and I'm going to sit on that pillow and body, you can now relax because I'm protected or whatever. It just knows. It knows that you walk into a room and it knows that once you've got to this space that you've created, that's safe and you know it's safe and it's not going to be interrupted and nobody's going to disturb you. It knows that it can relax. You don't have to tell it. it everything's done on a subconscious level. There's also other experiments that have been done in this area. So I saw this other TikTok during the week, which was sort of what triggered me into wanting to look at it in a different way. Talking about protecting yourself in a relationship to using your energy and your vibration to protect yourself. I saw this TikTok uh, I can't see what the, gen the guy's name is now, but I know he's a biohacker and human biologist. That's all I can see. I just took a couple of screenshots to remind me. But he was talking about something called Spain, which is the scale of positive and negative experience. And he was talking about an experiment that was happening or had happened to prove this. And he was asking the audience whether they wanted to know what the most attractive frequency was. What he was saying was that Spain, as I said, which is S-P-A-N-E, an experiment was carried out. I can't remember now who it was by, but it was using what's known as a Faraday's cage. And that had been invented way back in the 1830s. And so Michael Faraday was observing the excess charge on a charged conductor. And he managed to create a room and it was coated in different metals and foil. And when a high voltage was discharged, nothing could get through it. So there was no electromagnetic field. There was no EMFs going around. He didn't have any Wi-Fi. So when they put the charge into the room or on the outside of the room, the people inside there was nothing, there was no change. So they started to, to study the people in this room, studied their energy, and they were able to study their vibration to the point where they could work out whether that person was feeling jealous or whether they were angry or whether they were happy, whatever it was. And he said that these measurements were produced one positive energy that was really attractive. So the audience were calling out various different things. One of them was love. And he said, actually, it's four times more powerful than love. And he said that it's authenticity. And he said, this it's an energy that's so powerful and so attractive. And this power of a man or a woman that are talking from their truth, from their authentic self. And that comes from your words that are truthful and that's combined with you believe what you're saying. And this to me was the crucial point because this is what I've been teaching for a very long time. It's an inside job. It isn't about tapping your way out of something. I remember hearing Deepak Chopra saying, I can't remember what book it was now, you wouldn't wander around with a stone in your shoe. And yet that's what we do with the pain that's inside our bodies. This wounding that we carry around with us is like that stone. Eventually it's going to cause a blister, it's going to hurt, you're not going to be able to stand on the foot, you're going to be curling your toes up perhaps in your shoes, 
when he's maybe walking on the side of your foot this is what happens to us it changes our vibration these relationships change our vibration so coming out of the relationship or even if you're in it and you're aware of what's going on and you're making your exit plan you can listen into your body and use your body as a barometer use your body as a way of feeling whether you're safe or not you might have been walking on eggshells that's what walking on eggshells is you're picking up on the energy and you're changing and diverting either people or conversations or words or the abuser so that there's no explosion you're protecting everybody else and this is at the root of any form of manifestation law of attraction it's actually the root the soul of us is that vibration and like the earth we have our own frequency well that's my belief anyway we have our own frequency how do you become authentic how do you live in your truth how do you live and speak in your truth it might be it might be that you never really knew who you were or you were never allowed to be and I've used so many examples of people that I've met that have taken on a different career to please someone else particularly most of them have been the mother to make their mother proud of them so if you're doing something for somebody else you can't be talking your truth and you can't be believing what you're saying and this is why things like uh, fake it to make it I don't believe they ha- they are helpful to a certain point But it's inside that we need to really look at, pull out these wounds and destroy, this is really important, destroy the words that we were told, the words that are untrue that we still hold about ourselves. And it is really possible and it's really, I I say it's really easy and you might think, what the hell are you talking about? Maybe it is for me. But it's taken me a long time to be able to get through and work out and deconstruct everything and then go ah okay I can see now and this is the way to reconstruct it so being safe in relationships really is about listening to your body creating a safe environment I was thinking about this earlier when I do these podcasts and I get these ideas I usually wake up with them or I might they might be percolating for a day or two of where I want to take this and I had to go out this morning and I was thinking about it's those moments how do you recognize this and so I went back and I thought about the things that I heard and then I thought about the moments where my face would change and I think well hang on a minute, that doesn't sound right. That wasn't what you've said before. That doesn't tie in with what you've done. And I was sort of plotting because I remember there was, I can't remember the exact words or situations now, but I do remember a jerk in my body. And that jerk is really a red flag. I remember my eyes moving around. So I must have been searching for information through my mind. I remember being told at one point how my ex really respected the relationship I had with my children. And he wished he had the same relationship with his. 
only a few years later to be told that there was something wrong with the relationship I have with my children. So I was in the car and I remember trying to track how, because I remember it, it, like physical jolts in my body when things really weren't right, right at the beginning of the relationship. It didn't feel like I was the only person in the relationship and, um, and it turned out I wasn't. And then that started to happen at other points. And I remember, you know, I was being told that it was me and I had trust issues and, you know, and then I, I suddenly thought I got a bit of a jolt and it was like, oh, no, 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 I don't. I have trust issues with you because you've, you know, you haven't been trustworthy. And the feeling I'm getting now, I had in this scenario, this time, and I was right. So that is how you stay safe in relationships being authentic to yourself, telling your truth and believing your truth and not being bulldozed away from it, not being misdirected, rerouted. And your body knows, as Bessel van der Klok says, your body keeps score. That's really about trauma. But once you've mastered this, once you've not even mastered it, once you start to listen to your body, once you start to tune into your body, you can change the vibration of everything. Once you start to talk to it and find out what's going on, that's what honest conversations, when I talk about having honest conversations with yourself, that's what that's about. Finding out where this comes from, finding out these beliefs that you hold and then bashing them until they are not, there's nothing left, they're dust. Once you are moving and raising that vibration from this dark place remember you know it might be that you're in rumination now it might be that you struggle to get out uh, of that you're replaying everything keeping a score of how often you can get out of that place is powerful as well when I started I spoke about, I speak about this a lot with my grounding. This is actually how I got classed as a, oh, having, being bipolar. I used to lift my energy. I lifted my energy because I could feel it being dragged down. And I was teaching at the time, I was teaching a course and I was recording videos every day and I was having to ground every day and talk about energy. And all of a sudden I realised, wow, actually... I haven't been in rumination or when I do get into rumination, I come out really quickly. And so I started monitoring it. Oh my gosh, this is the key. This is it. And I was, I think I was teaching breathing at the same time. And I realized that was another key. And then honest conversations came afterwards. Prior to that, I could go into rumination for days on end. And that's a dark place. That's a horrible, dark place where this is all your fault. But by having these honest conversations, by being grounded, I was my vibration was taking a step up and I could see more happiness. I felt so much better and more powerful. And then my vibration stayed. And there are elements. These are like little earworms. They, they've gone in and they've worked their way deep in to your body. And they're laying dormant. I talk about them being parasites. You know, the abuser being parasites, living off a host. And that's exactly what they do. It's a parasite. I think it's a single cell organism. And it just lives off its host. And that's exactly what the abuser does. They move in and they live off you. They live off your energy, your money, whatever it is that you have to offer. And then when that becomes dark and dense, 
they move on they find someone else. I am going to share with you a few things that you can do to protect yourself in a relationship. You can set strong boundaries. If you're going into new relationships, set boundaries, sit down and write out, look at other relationships and where they went wrong or where you were told you were wrong and look at those relationships and say, you can say to yourself, okay, this is my non-negotiable. I am never, ever going to put up with this again. I was in a in a physically abusive relationship and that was one thing that I said never ever again am I going to be in a position where anybody who raises their hand to me I'm out the door non-negotiable set your boundaries and also consider how many attempts you're going to give someone that's where I went wrong I used to give people three times I've told you that doesn't work for me and I don't like that you've done it again so I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt that you didn't really get it I'm going to you know set this boundary again the third time okay I really don't find that acceptable I think we're going to have to move on that's how I used to work and then all of a sudden somebody but we're soulmates we're meant to be together I want to change for you was what I heard your situation might be slightly different so my three and out I lost count towards the end I don't even know what it was and I was left confused and I wasn't really sure what I was doing and who I was and who to believe and part of me wanted out anyway so I got what I wanted this other part was so attached to the story and attached to the validation I got as a person that I didn't really need if I was able to do that myself. So the whole thing is this beautiful network that we just need to connect. We need to get, it's like having, it's Christmas, it's like having a set of fairy lights and one or two bulbs have gone that are affecting the rest of the chain. Maybe you just need to tighten a couple of lights up or change a couple of bulbs and the whole thing works again. And that's maybe all you need to do. But it's a vibrational thing. If you work with this energy and you start listening to yourself, but set strong boundaries, write a list of what's non-negotiable. What will you never accept? In the group, sometimes we get people that have come out of the relationship and then they're being persuaded that this person wants to change let's give it another go so their ex wants to get back into a relationship and they're promising to change and I say to them write down exactly what it is that if this happens again that's it because you look back and say how many chances have you given and how many years have you been in this relationship and how many things have you overlooked if you need to make sure that you're doing the right decision and some people do and there's no judgment there if you need to get back in that relationship for whatever the reason is maybe you've got it wrong because you've maybe been told that so many times you've got it all wrong you don't understand these are the questions why this time why is it this time they're willing to change but every other time that you've suggested or highlighted or you've been unhappy in a situation why didn't they change at that point so that's one big question the second one I always have is what will happen if they do this again if they do that again what are you going to do again another thing I suggest is don't have them back in the house date them as if you were starting and recreating a new relationship setting new boundaries setting new foundations that's really important putting really strong foundations in place body language could be another one watching their body body language but again to me this is more of a feeling it might be that you 
see their eyes slit or go black did a, a youtube video on the black eyes of the narcissist or their tight pursed lips you might feel there's a change in atmosphere again that really comes down to the this feeling in that relationship creating a safe environment for yourself i think the ones that are really important are the boundaries and being really aware of somebody pushing at your boundaries being aware of things like belittling or dismissive behavior or even words of something that's really important to you changing of plans so that if you were planning to do something friends or family children and it doesn't matter what age they are and you need to change your plans for your children how does that person react those are the things that i think are really strong red flags listening to the way that they talk about other people listening to the way that they deal with other people and it can work both ways the grandiose narcissist loves attention so it might be that they're overly flattering to someone who's serving them because they're gaining attention it might be they're just really friendly so start looking looking at patterns someone who screams and shouts at staff in a restaurant is perhaps someone to avoid or realize that that pattern might go into the relationship but somebody who's overly and listen to things like the way they might diminish your emotions around something oh you're too sensitive oh i was only kidding you know and brushing off how you genuinely feel about something i think it's difficult it's really difficult when you get into relationships to really know whether someone is really shy and their behavior is because they're really shy and they don't know you or whether they're really controlling because you go through that honeymoon period where everyone's on their best behavior it's only as you start to feel in and that will be yourself as well that you might let a few guards down and feel a little bit more authentic who you are living in your truth things i wouldn't do would tell anyone about the abusive relationship that you've come out of even if they start talking about the horrific relationships that they've come out of because someone's leading you pushing you they're getting information i'm not saying that you don't share it but it isn't a first second third fourth date conversation that's yours it happened to you that's your story that's your his story or her story maybe at a later time not giving them or feeding them information and again i'm not saying everybody is an emotional abuser but while you're building yourself up and raising your vibration and learning to read people by feeling how they make you feel building those muscles up need to protect yourself said i knew this was going in a different direction i wasn't really sure where it was going i think it might have been psych central or somewhere like that and it said give your partner the benefit of the doubt well that's great if you've got a limit to the amount of times you're going to do that it says giving your partner the benefit of the doubt means removing judgment and instead be curious to learn about the motivation of their behavior well that's great if it's safe but if it's not safe behavior, I'd say listen to your body. Your mind is saying give them the benefit of the doubt and your body's saying run away, I'd go with your body. We've got a gut system and it's got lots of different sensors. It's a more powerful brain. It's our second brain. It's our, actually should be called us as our first brain. It's got more power in it than our thinking brain that's been taught to override things. And if you were raised in an un safe environment it could be that your relationships feel familiar to that 
And so you accept the abuse as normal behaviour. As your gut saying, run away, run away. And you're overriding that. Going, oh, it's okay. I know how to handle this. Oh, it's okay. I can see they're damaged in a child. It might not be on a conscious level you're saying that. It's okay. I can, you know, I've experienced this before. Listen in and feel the vibration within your body. And let that be the guide for your relationships. But tune in and check in and make sure you're getting this right to start with. It might be that it takes you a while. It takes you a while to build up the muscles. I can't remember what I was watching in the last couple of days. And somebody was saying that their first impressions of people are usually correct. And they're told by other people. People would say, oh, that's a really nice person. And she was getting this vibe that they weren't. And it turned out they weren't. You need to learn to validate yourself because people can override. And then you start to question whether you got it right or not. So even if it's keeping a journal to start with writing out how you feel about a certain situation and how it makes you feel in your body and then as time goes on you've got the proof to say actually was right about this actually was right about this person actually was right about this situation and that will help you and give you the confidence to listen to yourself even more this is the last podcast before christmas I will be putting one out on Boxing Day, which is the 26th. If you aren't in the UK and you don't have a bank holiday, I'm not quite sure how it works around the world, but I will put something out. It might be some form of meditation. It might be a, like a, a reset or something like that. I will wait and see what guidance I get over the next few days. I will have to pre-record that one. Stay safe and listen. Turn inwards. Be your authentic self. Speak your truth and believe it. Listen in to yourself. Become authentic. Not only saying, but living and believing your truth. Sending you loads and loads of love until next time.